Romans chapter 5 verse 8 For God commended his love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us So it's not about what we have done Or what we will ever do It's about his love for us I can boldly tell you That it's not about what you have done It's not about what you are doing It's not about what you will ever do God loves you And you need to realize that because he loves you He will not lead you in what you are going through We've been studying about the, our highest prayers. Our main text has been Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 26. It said, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit of God helps our infirmities with groanings that cannot be uttered. In other words, we don't know how to pray as we ought to. And I've told us that the Bible is not saying we do not know how to pray. Of course, we know how to pray. But the problem is we do not know how to pray as we ought to so i keep saying to the people there's an ought to when it comes to prayer there's an ought to when it comes to prayer and when you engage yourself in that ought to there are things that begins to happen in your life that you cannot explain and you see that fear that a lot of people have you know people have fears when it comes to prayer and their fears are two things that james mentioned james said the reason why you have not received is because you have not asked. So some people are not even asking. That's why they have not received. Then the second part, which is what uh, makes a lot of people scared, is when James said that uh, the reason why you have not received, again, is because when you ask, you ask amiss. In other words, you are supposed to be asking this way, but you are asking this way. And the reason is because you do not know how to pray as you ought to but beautiful thing is that the bible now says that the spirit of god comes in and helps our infirmities with groanings that cannot be languaged in other words when we pray in those groanings that cannot be uttered and i know that you know that he's talking about speaking in tongues that when we pray that way there's an help that we receive from the spirit of god that helps us the next verse says that he helps us to pray according to the will of god in other words when you pray the kind of prayers that we're talking about here your highest prayers you cannot pray amiss i mean you can't miss it your prayers will always be precise your prayers will always be on point you can never pray amiss i am telling you and that's why if you're here listening to me this morning, you, you, you say, I've received the Holy Ghost, but I can't speak in other tongues. Listen to me. It's about time that you desire it. When you read all through the book of Acts, we may not have time to read some of those texts this morning. When you read the book of Acts chapter 19, when Paul was passing by the border of Ephesus, when you read from verse 1 downwards, Acts chapter 19, Paul was passing by the border of Ephesus and he saw some brethren and his questions to them was that the question he asked them was that have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed in other words if Paul was asking that kind of question what it means is that you can have the Holy Ghost I mean you can be a believer and not have the Holy Ghost Oh my God, you know, I, you know, you know, I, I love the word of God. Glory to God. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? 
So in other words, they were believers. They were baptized unto the baptism of John. But they did not have the Holy Ghost. So I believe so strongly that that teaching that says that when you get born again, automatically you have the Holy Ghost, I believe it's a wrong teaching. Because you can be a believer and not have the Holy Ghost on your inside. Because if getting born again automatically makes you have the Holy Ghost, then Paul will not be asking those brethren that kind of question. That have you received the Holy Ghost since you first believed? And those guys said, no, we, are not, we, have, not, we, have, not, we have not even heard about any Holy Ghost. We have not heard. The only thing we heard was the baptism of John and we have done that. And Paul told them about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, when he prayed with them, as he laid his hands upon them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And guess what happened next? They began to speak in other tongues. Don't forget, I, told, I showed us in Mark chapter 16, where he says that, where Jesus said that these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, they will cast out devils. Then he said, they will speak with new tongues. So I've tried to show, show us why it is important that we are baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I mean, read all through the epistles. Read from even the Gospels. You will see it come again and again. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will speak with new tongues. It's one of the things that people will used to know that, come on, there's something that has taken place in your life. When you speak, you can speak with a new tongue. A tongue you have never learned before. Glory to God. In Acts chapter 19, while Paul prayed for them, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, and the Bible says they began to speak in other tongues. When Peter, don't forget, was sent to the house of Colinius, I think Acts chapter 7 or thereabout, when he was sent to the house of Colinius, who was a Gentile, the Bible says while Peter was still preaching, while he was still teaching, the Holy Ghost fell upon the people, and guess what happened? The people immediately began to speak in other tongues, and Peter was shocked because he felt like, wow, you mean what happened to us? Is also happening to the Gentiles. Then God is surely no respecter of persons. So you will always see all through the book of Acts that every time someone is baptized with the Holy Ghost, the resultant effect of it is that those people begin to pray in other tongues. So you cannot say, if you look at scriptures well, that you have the Holy Ghost. You know, one of the things that Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 was that tongues are for a sign. They are for a sign. You see, and they are for a sign not just to the unbelievers out there, but also to you. Because if I come, if you come to me and you tell me that, Pastor, do you have the Holy Ghost? I can tell you, yes, I'm born again. I have the Holy Ghost. Now, the truth is, if I don't have something tangible, to be able to show you how then do you know that I have the Holy Ghost. So tongues are also for a sign. Glory to God. It was a sign to the people in Acts chapter 2 that came around. Because some of them heard the people speaking in their own language. A language those people, those Jews never learned. And they started hearing them speaking in, uh, you know, in Ethiopian language. You know, and all of that. I mean in Greek. And they were shocked. 
Don't forget I told us that one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of divers of tongues. And some of us have it. The gift of divers of tongues. When the gift of divers of tongues is in operation in your life, what happens is that you can speak in different types of tongues. There are people who have gotten born again for years, but they only speak one type of tongue. But there are some of us who can, I mean, you, you pray, when you open your mouth, I mean, you just know that this, this, this tongue is not, is not the usual one that I used to speak. You have the gift of divers of tongues. I told us I've prayed before, and at a point I knew that I was speaking Chinese. And I knew that if there was a Chinese man around, he will understand what it is I'm saying. At some point I prayed, and I know what I was speaking was Arabian language. And I knew if somebody from the UAE was around, he will understand what it is I'm saying. Now that's the gift of divers of tongues. That was one of the gifts that was in operation on the, uh, I mean, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. So, but we have divers of tongues, glory to God. So, but what am I saying? It's important that you know that our highest prayers is something that we should not take life. We do not know how to pray as we ought to. Never forget that. The most beautiful prayer points raised by any man of God can never be compared to when you pray in the Holy Ghost. I am telling you the truth. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you can never pray amiss. I did a broadcast during the course of the week. Some preachers have come and they said, ah, you, you can pray amiss, but you can't praise amiss. You know, I mean, most preachers, you know, say that, especially when, you know, um, it, it's a, maybe it's a concert. They organized a concert. So they want to really get people to, <laughs> you know, to dance and all of that. So they say, ah, we are here to praise God, though. That if you have been praying and you've not been getting answers, it's probably because you are praying amiss. But here, we're ready to praise. And when you praise, you cannot praise amiss. That's to steer people to do all of that. But listen to me. There is such a prayer you can pray that you can never pray amiss. And that's your highest prayers. That's the prayers that you will engage the help of the Holy Ghost in. When you begin to speak in a language that you have never learned. It wasn't a language you were taught. Oh my God, I already feel like speaking in other tongues. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it just flows out of you. Glory to God. So very quickly this morning, I just want to uh, quickly show us something. Uh, I want us to turn to the book of Galatians chapter 3. <coughs> um... I want to show us something, then we go uh, to the book of Acts chapter 2, and we will see exactly what transpired, what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2. Then we are now going to pray. You know, this is the last Sunday in the month of July. I mean, the month of June. By next Sunday, we're already in a new month. So we're going to pray. <laughs> that means what we have been learning, we are going to put to use <clears throat> this morning. Glory to God. All right, turn your Bibles with me. Uh, if Pastor Kule is still there, uh, you can help me uh, post the scripture, scripture up, Galatians chapter 3, uh, and I'll begin to read from verse 1. Um, Paul says, oh foolish Galatians, you know, thank God we just finished the teaching on the book of Galatians. 
So if you had followed that teaching, you will understand what it is I'm about to read. It's very significant. Now he said in verse three, chapter I mean chapter three, verse one, he said, "O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth?" Now that was a strong abuse. When you read from the Amplified, you use several words, uh, and when you read from the from the message, also you use several words. He called them talkless. He called them senseless. I'm sure you about translation will have used the word ally nirono because I remember growing up, you know, <laughs> growing up, you know, sometimes I do some stupid things, you know, and mommy, uh, you know, your mom just looks at you and say, you know, ally nirono, ala galatia, ala galatia. Come on, if your parents ever said that to you, can you post that up and say, Pastor, I understand what you're saying. You know, so the Yoruba translation probably used that word. In other words, this particular church were not thinking. They were not thinking. <clears throat> and why is it that they were not thinking? What was the reason why Paul called them a church that was not using their brain? Now, let's look at it. I'll read again from verse 1. He said, O foolish Galatians, what bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? He said, Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Now look at verse 2, which is part of the place where we're really going, which is the reason why Paul was abusing them in verse 1. He said, this only will I learn of you. Now look at the question he's going to ask. He said, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you receive did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Pastor Kule, bro Israel, if you can put that scripture up, especially verse 2, for me up in amplified in message so that other people can also read, so that I can also read. I mean, very interesting question. He said, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? In other words, when the Holy Ghost came into your life, was it because you were obeying the law or because of the hearing of faith. Now this particular question is very significant to what we are about to do this morning. Because you see, a lot of people do not understand the operations of the Spirit of God. They do not understand the operations of the Spirit. And because they do not understand the operations of the Spirit, they cannot properly design the things of the Spirit. And they can, because they cannot design it, they cannot receive the things of the Spirit. But if you will be properly taught, you see, there's just something about teaching. I keep saying that in the body of Christ right now, all over the world, we need more teachers than preachers. We need more teachers than prophets. Now, I'm not saying those offices are not important. Don't misquote me. I'm not saying those offices are not important. But listen to me. There are a lot of people within the body of Christ that need to be taught the word of God. Oh, can I say this? Now, I'm not being proud. But listen to me. If you think I'm being proud, my pride is in the Lord. My Just like Paul said, if you think I'm boasting, my boasting is in the Lord. Listen to me. There are a lot of people within the body of Christ who needs to be properly taught the word of God, including a whole lot of pastors. They need to sit down and be taught. A lot of people are not taught. Teachers need to arise. Glory to God. Now, this is the Amplified. He said, this is all I want to ask of you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit 
as a result of obeying the requirements of the law? Or was it as a result of hearing the message of salvation and with faith believing it? I mean, can you see the Amplified makes it clearer? He said, were you baptized with the Holy Ghost <clears throat> as a result of obeying the requirements of the law? In other words, you see, because, listen to me. Before now, I'm looking at the time, and I pray that we have time this morning. Now, he's saying that when this particular Galatian church, when they were baptized with the Holy Ghost, he was asking them a question. That was this as a result of your requirements, I mean, obeying the requirements of the law, or was it as a result of faith, the message of faith you heard, and you believe that the Holy Ghost came into your life? Because before now, subtly, we have been taught that your life, oh my God, I, I know some things I'm going to say this morning will blow your mind. But this is the word of God. Hallelujah. Some of us have been taught that we need to get born again. We need to, you know, after getting born again, you need to sanctify yourself. You need to, I mean, be holy, you know. You need to just be good, you know, and all of that. And if possible, you had fasting to eat. Then, you know, you pray in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Then after you have done that, then God can now look down on you and say, yes, you deserve the Holy Ghost. Now, that is the teaching that most of us have received before now. Oh, bro, Israel, God bless you. Now, look at the message translation. He said, let me put this off to please God. Oh, my God. I, I, I guess there was something that, was, that is off. I'd like you to copy the game and, you know, probably post it. He said, let me put this off to please. Oh, come on. There's something missing there. Please, boys, help me post it again. I want to read uh, from, from the message translation. Glory to God. So, as I was saying, the Amplified makes it simple. That, see, was it because you were obedient to God that you got baptized with the Holy Ghost or because you heard the message of faith, the message of salvation, you believed it, and that was how the Holy Ghost came into your life? And I told us, we've been taught over the years, subtly, that there are things we need to do before God can give us the Holy Spirit. In other words, let me put it in plain words to you. A lot of us have been taught that if you will receive the Holy Ghost, you have to be holy before the Holy Ghost can come into your life. Now let me read, let me read this. Thank you, uh, Pastor Kule. Uh, this is the NLT. Is that all foolish Galatians who has casting an evil spell on you? For the meaning. For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Now look at verse 2, which is where we are. He said, um, he said, let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. I love the way this was. He said, ah, that was not the way it happened. Now let me read from Brother Israel. Look at this from the message. He said, let me put this question to you. How did your new life begin? Then he said, was it by working your head off to please God or was it by responding to God's message? Then he now finished it. Can you see? I told us in the message there was a lot of abusive words that were used. He said, are you going to continue in this craziness? That means it's crazy for you to think 
that you are going to start a new life with God is crazy for you to think that you are going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost because you are you worked your heads off to please God. Now this is the kind of teaching that you don't hear because these are hard truths of God's word. You don't work your edge off to please God. See, you are, oh my God, can I say this to you, church? That in Christ, you have pleased God. In Christ, you have satisfied God. You know when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Do you know what that means? That means everything that pertains to your healing, salvation, deliverance, everything has been finished. Everything has been perfected in Christ Jesus. But you know, we teach people to do we teach, that's what we teach. We teach people to do. Now, I'm not saying it's not important to do because we will do. Glory to God. An apple tree brings, produces apple fruit. That's what it does. You will not say an apple fruit, apple tree produces a value more fruits. I mean, it wouldn't happen. So we will do. But you see, there's an important fact that we must get here. And that is the fact that we do not receive the Holy Ghost because we are living holy lives oh my god i know somebody will look at me and say pastor what are you talking about this is scripture i mean we're reading it together we did not receive the holy ghost because we live we live holy lives we do not in fact one of the reasons why we have or we need the holy ghost is because we are unholy but when the spirit of god comes into our life then he begins to help us to live the holy ghost don't forget that jesus called him the helper and that's why you see you will understand what i'm talking about better when you look at what happened in the book of Acts in the house of Colinius, Colinius was a Gentile. Gentiles are unbelieving nation. They don't even understand the gospel. But God told Peter to go to the house of Colinius to preach. Now, when Peter was still, you know, you know, in our church today, in our church setting today, you know what we do as pastors? After we finish preaching, we talk about the Holy Ghost. Then we call people out. We say, now, you know, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to start praying. You need to... In fact, some of us have, you know, baptism of the Holy Ghost classes. So you teach them in the first class. You get them born again in the first class. Then in the second class, you know, you begin to teach them what to do and what not to do. Then maybe in the third class, you ask them to fast and pray. Then, in the last class, you now say, they should now get ready for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, we just have that process. But you see, sometimes God does not follow that order. And you see, what Paul was saying in this particular place was reinforced by what happened in the house of Colinius. He said, did you receive, verse 2 again, this one will I learn of you. Did you receive the Holy Ghost? By the works of the law, by obeying the law, by the requirements of the law, or was it by the hearing of faith? Because while Peter was still preaching in the house of Colinius, I guess the Holy Ghost was already anxious. I guess the Holy Ghost was already ready. He bypassed the teaching and the preaching of Peter and jumped on those guys. And while Peter was still teaching, Colinius and his household, they began to speak in other tongues. And, and Peter had to pause and say, eh? What happened to us is also happening to the Gentiles. 
You see, because those Gentiles, number one, they, I mean, Peter had not even finished his message. Talk less of leading them to Christ. Talk less of, you know, telling them to be holy, telling them to pray and fast. The Holy Ghost bypassed all he was doing and filled the people and the people began to speak in tongues. And that's why this morning, if you are listening to me or probably you're watching this video again, we don't have to get to that section where I begin to talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost before you can begin to speak in other tongues. Even right now, you can receive it where you are. You can, oh my God, in your living room, you can receive it. In the church, if you're in a quiet church, you don't pray in tongues, you can receive it. If you're in a quiet church, you don't speak in tongues, you can receive it. There's a Lord, oh my God, there's a Lord that can begin to happen right there where you are because already the Spirit of God is moving through the airwaves. He's touching you where you are. He's, oh my God. He's touching you where you are. He's reaching you where you are. And that change that you've been desiring is about to begin in your life, in your job, in your marriage. In, oh my God. In your ministry. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody say loud, amen. In a quiet church, say loud, amen. In quiet church, say loud, amen. In your living room, say loud, amen. In your office, in your bedroom, wherever you are in the restaurant, watching me, listening to me, say loud, amen. The Spirit of God is coming into your life today. And there's about to be, oh my God, there's about to be a change. You have been waiting for the change you've been desiring, the change you've been asking for, that prayer point you've been praying again and again and again, the answer is about to come this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. You can type amen on the screen if you're watching on the internet. Just type amen. Let me know you're there. Amen, amen. Type amen. Amen means so be it. So, I, I, I needed to show us that scripture in our, I mean in Galatians because, you see, <coughs> A lot of people have removed themselves from what we are talking about because every time they hear about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they look at their lives and feel like, ah, no, 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 I don't deserve it. Or they look at their lives and say, come on, holy, holy what? Holy Spirit in this unholy vessel? Not understanding it that it is when he comes into your life that he begins to enable you. You know, the Bible says it is God who works in us, causing us both to will and to do. So it is the presence of the Holy Ghost in our life that causes us to will and to do. In fact, for you to even will to do good, it is God that will cause it. Then before you can go ahead and do it, and how does that happen? If not, by the help of the Holy Ghost. Don't forget Jesus said, when I go to my father, I will pray that he will send you another comforter. In some other translation, he said, I will, he will send you another helper. Glory to God. So, I'm saying this so that some people who probably are listening to me right now, or will watch this video on a later date, that are thinking, what this pastor is talking about here, I mean, I, I don't think it can be me. You know, I, I don't think it can be me. And you're, you're removing yourself. You're, 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 you're remo detaching yourself because you feel like, 
Come on, I, I still do this. I still do that. Listen to me. Those things you still do is the one is oh my God is coming into your life to help you to begin to do those things that you want to stop doing. Oh, did I say that right? So you need to understand this so that you don't remove yourself from what is about to happen this morning. Listen to me. If your sin be as lead as scarlet, the Bible says when you come to it, it will be as white as wool. Can I say this to you this morning? That your sin does not intimidate God because God has dealt with your sin in Jesus no matter how dirty you are, no, oh my God, irrespective of who you are, you're a prostitute, you're a thief, you're a liar, you're a yahoo, yahoo boy, you're a thief, irrespective of who you are, what you have done does not intimidate God one single bit. Your sin doesn't move God anymore because in Jesus, he dealt with it. God is only waiting for you to come home so that when you come home, you draw close to him, then you can begin to learn of him. Because listen to me, whoever you are not close to, you cannot learn from that person. So the barrier between you and God, which is sin, God took care of it in Jesus so that you can come, oh my God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter, I think chapter 4 verse 12, it says, let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Let us come boldly. You know why he, we know why he's asking him to come boldly? Because the barrier between you and him has already been dealt with in Jesus. So you can come, when you draw close, then you can learn of him. So I need you this morning to remove that mindset that I need to do some things in order to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. What you should do, Jesus has done. Oh God. Oh God. I, I, I don't know how best to say this to you. What you need to do, Jesus has done. So, because Jesus has done it, then you can receive the Holy Ghost into your life and he cannot begin to help you to live that kind of life that you desire to live. You know, at some point, Paul said, the things that I love to do, I don't do them. And the things that I hate to do, those are the things I find myself doing. It happens to every single one of us. I mean, every single one of us. I mean, if you will be truthful, there are moments in your life where there are things you wanted to do, but you found them difficult to do. And there are things you want to stop doing that you just find hard to stop. You keep doing them even though you don't want to do them. It happens to all of us. It happens, to, it happens even to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. I'm telling you the truth. One preacher came and said, the church must be holy. The church must be cleansed. I looked at him and I said, if only you know that you, your desire for the church to be cleansed, for the church to be, I mean, to be cleansed, you also will be, you will be wiped out with, you will be, do you understand? Oh my God. So I do not want you to remove yourself from the equation of what God wants to do or of what God can do because the baptism of, Oh my God, Pastor Igalilani, you're here. God bless you, man of God. So that you don't remove yourself and feel like, ah, I want to lay. You know, we have that kind of attitude. I want to lay. 
not near minimum or it is this let me say it in english it is these people that are qualified to receive the holy ghost ah, we we are not qualified though says who that that word is the highest deceit from the pit of hell you are more than qualified jesus has qualified you when he said it is finished i'm telling you it is finished you are more than qualified for the best of god Oh my God, I feel like prophesying right now. You are more than qualified for the best of God. You are more the best that God has in store. You are more than qualified for it. And do you know why you're qualified for it? Because Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, not for goats, not for snakes, not for rats. He died for you. You may be Chinese, you may be African, you may be Red Indian, you may be Jebu, you may be a kitty. He died for you so that you can receive the best of God. Oh, can I prophesy into your life? And I need you to type amen on the screen because amen means so be it. It means you are coming into agreement with the words that I'm about to say. Listen to me. The best of God is about to show up in your life. Come on, type amen. If you're in a correct church, shout a loud amen. Oh my God, shout it as if you want me to hear here in Lagos. In quiet church, shout amen. The best of God is about to show up in your life. It's about to show up in your business. It's about to show up in your career. It's about to show up in your health is about to show up in your marriage in your relationship the best of god is about to show up in the name of jesus he's about to show up he's about to show up he's about to, oh my god he's about to show up. receive it receive it receive it he's about to show up why because you are more than qualified jesus qualified you he qualified you never let anybody talk you out of it get sense don't be like the galician church that paul said would you pay thoughtless church how would you start a work in the spirit you are not trying to perfect it in the flesh what are you doing wake up thoughtless church what are you doing you are more than qualified Come on, say to yourself, I'm more than qualified. You can type it on the screen if you're online. Come on, type it on the screen. I am more than qualified. If you're in a college church, tell your neighbor, I am more than qualified. If you're in college church, turn to your neighbor, I am more than qualified. Come on, say it. Come on, rise up to your feet. If you're in college church, walk up to seven people. In a quiet, walk up to seven people. Tell them I am more than qualified. Rise up to your feet. Come on, leave your seat. Rise up, walk up to them. Tell them I am more than qualified. I am more than qualified. You know what the Bible said about he said we are more than conquerors oh my god we are more we are more more than the people say more than the devil is saying more than my own mention is saying i am more i am more we are more than qualified i am more than qualified why because jesus qualified me he qualified me more than qualified i'm more than a conqueror true christ that love can you see that word true christ so I, I didn't qualify myself excuse me as oh, oh somebody needs to tell their neighbor but eventually your neighbor is looking at you in a funny way but eventually they're looking at you i'm making you feel as if ah, you wanna you wanna can you can you talk about receiving the holy ghost come and look at them and tell them excuse me i am more than qualified why because jesus qualified me excuse me i am more than qualified there's somebody whose name is jesus and he's the one that qualified you and i i'm more than qualified 
Glory to God. Oh, we need to double up now. We need to double up now. Because I want us to end this online broadcast by 10.30. So that Aquila Church can carry on with their announcements. And also Kuala Church can carry on with their announcements and offering. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I needed to do that. So that you don't remove yourself and say, ah, I want you. You know, sometimes we even say, ah, we were Pentecostal. It's the Pentecostal that I'm praying the Holy Ghost. We, the, this thing, maybe the Catholic, we don't pray. Come on. Come on. It's that time we cross all those barriers and stay with the undiluted word of God. Did you hear me? Is that time we cross all those barriers? I'm Baptist. I'm Anglican. I'm Sele. I'm this. Cross all those barriers and stay with the word of God. Study the word of God. Digest. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. There's something I'm feeling on my inside this morning. I wish I had a, a physical congregation in my front this morning. Come on, if you're in a church, you're in quality church, even if you're in your home right now, wherever you are, if it's a place you can shout, come on, rise up to your feet. Wherever you are, even in your living room, your office, rise up to your feet. Just give the Lord a shout of praise. I feel it so strong here. Yeah. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost already. Oh my God. There are people who are already hearing him. There are people, oh my God, there's a witness in me. There are people who are already hearing him. You've never spoken in tongues before. But right now you're hearing him. You're hearing him. He's coming upon you. He's coming upon you. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Come on, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost right now. And you feel like praying. There's something bubbling on your inside already. You can begin to You can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Glory to God. Woo! Woo, I feel like screaming. Now let's let's quickly finish this. <coughs> the book of Acts chapter 2. I'd like you to go to the book of Acts chapter 2. You're qualified. Huh? Oh, some of you are still having doubts. Maybe it's not for me. Yeah, it's for you. In fact, it's because of you he was given to us. Jesus called him the helper. Oh my God, he's coming to help you. Out of that sin, out of that shame, out of that pain, is coming. The Spirit of God is coming to help you. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, from verse 1. Are we ready? So that we, ride it, we tidy this up. Then we spend some time to pray our highest prayers. Glory to God. Look at verse 2. I mean, chapter 2 of the book of Acts. Now it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now you know the beautiful thing about this Acts chapter 2 is a lot of people have read it, but a lot of people probably never understand what happened or took place in the book of Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, on the day of when the day of Pentecost were fully come, it said they were all, that means there were many. But they were all in one place. And they were all in one accord. Now, you see, the thing is, a lot of people can be in one place. Just like all of us right now, we are online. But some of us, even though we are all online, watching the same thing, listening to the same thing, but there are people who are not 
watching the same thing or hearing the same thing that you are hearing, even though we are all together in this place. Oh, I explained that to you. There are some people who are online right now who are thinking of what they will eat after the service. There are some people who are thinking of um, their problems, the problems they left at home, the issues they left at home. So even though they are here, but they are not here. But look at what happened in Acts chapter 2. The Bible says they were all in one place and they were all in one accord. That means they were all together in that place and at the same time, they were all together in that place. There was not a single one of them that was in that room that was not in that room. And all of them had one expectation. What was the expectation? Jesus said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. You know, one of the things that must make you desire to have the Holy Ghost in your life is the fact that when the Spirit of God comes into your life, power comes into your life. Well, it's the Spirit of God that brings power into your life. So, they all waited based on the instruction of Jesus and they all had one expectation. The Spirit of God is coming. Now, watch this. They did not know, because this was the first baptism. They didn't know what to expect. They don't know what was coming. You know, like today now, when we have a Pentecost service or a service for the appointment of the Holy Spirit, most of us have expectations that ah, people will fall, you know, all of those things, people will speak in tongues. But this first church, they didn't know how it was going to come. They had no idea. They were just there. The Holy Ghost will come. How he will come, what he will say, what they will say, they had no idea. Now watch what happened. Verse 2. He said, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. He said, and it filled the whole house where they were what? Sitting. You see, that word sitting is something I always like to lay emphasis on every time I talk about the scripture. He said, it filled the house where they were sitting. That means the first baptism of the Holy Ghost happened while people were seated. You know, I, I don't know the church you grew up. I don't know the, 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 the branch, you know, or the denomination where you grew up but for example in the denomination where i grew up when we're talking about a pentecost sunday where there's about to be an outpouring of the spirit when the holy ghost is about to come what they tell us is that all of us must be on our feet apart from being on our feet we must be singing we're not just singing but we're singing a fast song Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Oh, maybe I should show you a little. I mean, you know, then the preacher begins to increase the tempo. You understand what I'm talking about. And a lot of times we have been indoctrinated to think that the, the faster we sing the songs, that the more we, the, the faster we sing the song, the more we give access to the Holy Ghost to come. I mean, oh my God, we have been lied to over the years. We have been taught deceitful things over the years. The first baptism of the Holy Ghost happened while the people were seated. There was no preacher. There was nobody. And that's why, okay, oh my God, Pastor Yin Kadelani will probably remember this. Years ago, as far back as 2006, in Love's Domain Family Assembly, we all gathered. Pastor Yin Kadelani, you can testify, you can type on the screen if you're still here. 
We were in Pastor Henry's room and I was sharing about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I, while I, what happened there? I don't ask of Colinius happened. While I was still teaching, there was a lady whose name was Fumi Ajayi. She's married now. She's based in, 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 the, in the, I think she's in the UK now. Fumi Ajayi just fell on her chair and began to speak in other tongues. I, I was not done with what I was saying. But she started speaking in other tongues. And I said, oh my God, that, that's the power of God. That's the move of God. That's the power of God. The first baptism happened while the people were seated. They sat down and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He has nothing to do with a fast song. He has nothing to do with clapping. He has nothing to do with jumping. You know, we feel like the more we jump in a Pentecost service, Oluwa, Oluwa, Sokale, Emimimo, Sokale, 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 Emimimo. You know, you know, we feel like that is how it will happen. But listen to me. The first baptism of the Holy Ghost happened while the people were seated. They sat down. And they were waiting. But while they sat, they were in one place and they were all in one accord. Now look at what happened. Look at verse 3. He said, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and sat upon each of them. Look at verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what that tells me? That every time we have a service that probably we tag Pentecost service or a service where we desire that people will be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you know what? This scripture already established that when we gather together like that, there is always a feeling. Because the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and that means two things happened at the same time. As they were filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When you read, this is the New, New King James, when you read from some translations, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utter. Now I want to ask a question. You can type your answer on the screen if you're there. Now it says they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in other tongues. Now the, my question to you is who began to speak in other tongues? Come on, and even if it's one person, type it on the screen from what we are reading. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. And my question is, who began to speak in other tongues? Come on, I need at least one answer. Pastor Kule, Pastor Inka, IBK, I mean, just one. Who began to speak in other tongues? Who? I need, I need just one. Just one answer. Tap it on the screen for me before I go on. Just one answer. Who began to speak in the Holy Ghost? Wonderful. God bless you. The disciples. Pastor Kule, God bless you. The people. So he said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak. So in other words, it was the day 
that began to speak. It was the apostles that began to speak. You know why I'm laying emphasis on that? The reason is because a lot of people, when they come into a service like this, um, sometimes we think that this baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, um, it will just happen um, something spontaneous, something I'm not conscious of, something like the Holy Ghost just taking my tongue and just making my tongue go without me being involved. So we are waiting for when that will happen. So some of us are standing in that room. The person to your right and to your left, they are already speaking in tongues. So you are there and you are thinking, if it happened to them, let me wait too. Something will happen. I, I, I will just lose consciousness. I will just... The Bible says, and they began to speak. So should I tell you something this morning, people? If you're watching this right now in Kuala Church, in Akure Church, online, wherever you're watching from, or you're having a rewatch of this, you're watching this again, if anybody is going to speak in the Holy Ghost right now, it's going to be you. You are the one that will speak. There is no Holy Spirit that will take over your tongue and make your tongue go around and you lose and say, yes, that's the Holy Spirit. It's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. You are the one that will speak. But how would you speak? He said, as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, what they as were going to speak was what the Spirit was saying to them that they heard that they were now saying. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, that should just open your eyes right now. That should make your eyes pop open right now. That should make your eyes go out of your socket right now. Because they spoke as the spirit of... Now listen, I've heard of churches where they say that um, they teach them how to speak in tongues. So they, they gather people together and say, you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, Abby? Oh yeah, say after me, baby. They say baby. Say after me, Mimi. Say baby. They say baby, Mimi. Baby, Mimi. Mimi, baby, baby. Oh yeah, say fast. Baby, Mimi, baby, Mimi, baby. And say, yeah, that's it. Ah, 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 ah. As the Spirit gave them utterance. So whatever utterance you are going to get is going to be the Spirit of God that will give you the utterance. Now listen to me. The same way that there are divers of languages in our world today. You have Igbo, you have Egba, you have Efik, you have Okitikupa, you have different kinds of languages in the world. You have Spanish, you have German language, you have, you have, I mean, you have, you have thousands, probably millions of tongues in the world of recent. They said the tribe was discovered. They've been isolated since the world began. And the language they speak, nobody understands it. Do you understand? The same way we have diverse of languages in the world. That's why I told us earlier that also we have the gift of diverse of tongues. There are many tongues. That's why when somebody is praying in the Holy Ghost beside you, you can be hearing, I'm just, I'm just citing an example now. You can be hearing, and this one is saying, and you know, everybody is saying different things. Why? Because that was the utterance that was given to them. Now, can I quickly say this before? Oh my God, I love this. The Spirit gives inspiration, inspiration of the kind of tongues we utter, and we speak based on His inspiration. God bless you, bro, Israel. Powerful word. Powerful word. Now, let me quickly say, say this. You know, um, um, you know, 
This thing we're talking about, I, I really want us to pray this morning, and I want to, I want to tie this up. But I believe somebody is already hearing something. He said, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, what I want to say is this. You see, when you have a child who cannot speak, when you take that child to a doctor, what they check in that child is not the tongue or the mouth. What they check is the hearing. Because if the child cannot hear, the child will not be able to speak. It is what she hears that she speaks out of her mouth. That is why a child may be living in a house, and whenever the father of the house says, Shade, one particular person comes out. What she hears is Shade. So when she sees that auntie, because she keeps hearing it, and that person keeps responding, that child knows that this is Shade. So one day, that child will open her mouth and call that person Shade. Because that's what she heard that enabled her to say what she heard. It is you that will not begin to collect her and say, no, she's not Shade, she's anti-Shade to you. I hope you understand that. A lot of what I'm talking about has happened to a lot of people. So a child hears, I mean a child speaks based on what they hear. So he says, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, what the Spirit of God was saying to them was what they were uttering out of their mouth. So in other words, like, oh my God, like right now, Okay. Oh, oh my God. Pastor Inka, God bless you. Your hearing determines your utterance. No wonder I keep saying repeatedly in the book of Revelation, let those who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Because if you do not hear, you cannot speak. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, there are, there are, there are people who are listening to me right now who have not spoken in tongues who right now I believe the Spirit of God is giving you utterance. And there are people who have been speaking in tongues before now but there's a different utterance coming to you. You will open your mouth right now and you will pray in a tongue you have never prayed in before. Because like right now, can I demonstrate this to you? Like right now, can I tell you what I'm hearing in my spirit? I'm hearing what I'm hearing. Let me pray in the Holy Ghost. What I'm hearing in my spirit that I will pray out to you. Oh my God, should I tell you the meaning of that? Because listen to me. Now don't try to process what it is is going to tell you. There's a level you will get to where you'll be able to understand when you have that gift of interpretation of tongues. It's also a gift. Where you have, you desire, you have it. Do you understand? But right now, you don't need so much information. There's just a word coming to you. But you know what the Spirit of God just said through me? He's saying to me, to you, that this new month you are about to enter, you are going to experience the miracles of God. You are going to experience so much testimonies. There's so many things that are going to happen in your life. In the name of Jesus. That is just what he told me to tell you. But that's the interpretation of the tongues that I just spoke, that miracles are going to take place. Healings are going to take, oh my God. Miracles, 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 miracles. If you can type a man on the screen, come and type it. In the month of July, miracles, 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 miracles. I'm declaring it. Miracles, miracles. I wish you were there saying or typing amen. Miracles, miracles. That's what he just told me to tell you. In other tongues, miracles, 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 
miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles, miracles. Some of you will get to a point that you are almost stranded. But God will make a way for you. Miracles, 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 miracles all the way. Oh, glory to God. Oh, can we rise up to our feet and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Oh, come on, wherever you are. Oh, in Akure Church, in Kuala Church, come and open your mouth. You're watching in your living room. You're watching in your parlor. Can you begin? That message was from the stables of Love's Domain Family Assembly. Senior pastors are Pastor Banji and KG Oladipo. To reach this ministry, send a mail to lovesdomainfamily at gmail.com. Remain blessed.